You are listening to the Glass Cannon Network, the premier source for role-playing game entertainment. Last week on the Glass Cannon Podcast. Now Burr fires off a litany of shots against you. As an aerial assault waylaid the heroes. I'm going to cast Maze on Nalbor. You go to cast Maze on Nalbor, and nothing happens. Old plans crumbled against the enemy's new tactics. Right when you fire that, that bullet bounces off an invisible wall of force that cuts off the entry into this room. Oh. And as another foe returned. At that moment. Oh, boy. From the end of the hall, you see... That woman appear. No. Oh. The paladin would have to stand tall alone. It grabs you, and then it continues flying with you, and it starts to wind up to throw you into the open air. The adventure continues. My heart and soul belong to Folstice. And she <laughs> disappears. Uh. No. What's up, Nation? It's your old buddy, Troy LaValle. I just want to talk real quick about our next two Glass Cannon Live Stops. We're coming to Milwaukee and St. Paul in the same week. We're going to be at Turner Hall Ballroom in Milwaukee on Thursday, April 14th. And then we're going to be at Amsterdam Bar and Hall in St. Paul on Saturday, April 16th. These are huge, huge shows, especially for where we are in the Strange Aeons Adventure Path, nearing the end of book two, if you saw the Boston show and you know the story, you're going to want to be in Milwaukee and you're going to want to be in St. Paul. And hell, St. Paul, we've sold over 200 tickets. VIP sold out, but Milwaukee, what's going on? We've sold like 80 tickets and there's still VIP tickets left. So please, come on out. All my Chicago people, I don't think we're going to be coming to Chicago this year, so can you drive 90 minutes up and support the nation? It will be well worth it if you make the trip. There are general admission tickets. There are standing room only tickets available for both shows, but there are only VIGCP packages available for Milwaukee, and you need to buy those on our website, glasscannonnetwork.com slash tour. But just be sure, if you get the VIGCP package, to get a general admission or standing room ticket as well, the package doesn't get you into the venue, it just gets you all the added things, like early access to the merch, and the party afterwards, and the talk back, so please, come on out. glasscannonnetwork.com slash tour is where you find the VIGCP package for Milwaukee and links to the tickets to both those shows. We're having a hell of a good time with Strange Aeons, and we hope that you will join us for more Glass Cannon Live. Video kill the radio star. Welcome back, cats and kittens, to the Glass Cannon Podcast. This is episode 300 and... Uh, we hope it's nice where you are. It's nice here in the studio today, and it's warm and fuzzy. In my pants. I want to talk about (laughs) what everyone's morning routine is. Do you guys have a morning routine, and is it pretty much always the same? I'm sure, Matthew, yours has changed considerably over the past few months than it was before. So we'll talk about your pre and your post. Uh, You guys have some morning routines that are your your go-tos? You always do X, Y, and Z in a certain order? Yeah. Yeah. Talk to me about this. You roll out of bed uh, around eleven thirty. Yeah. <laughs> Pop open a diet coke. So happy. Smile on his face. No, I normally get up at like seven thirty or eight and then I'll uh drink a soylent. And, That's your uh, go to, right? That you don't make eggs or something. It's- no, I hate I hate eggs. I don't like I've I've never liked uh breakfast mm. foods. So I just, yeah, I don't I'll just I'll drink a soylent, which I like. I like I like the soylent. And then I just uh, zone out for three, four hours. <laughs> now that zoning out, is that the TV's on? Yeah, I'll watch TVR. like YouTube. Okay. I'll watch like uh, 
our friend Seth Skorkowski. I'll watch him. <laughs> I'll watch uh, some various uh, Maybe Sydney will pop up in my algorithm. That happens sometimes. All right. So it's YouTube you're watching. Yeah. You, I'll watch YouTube. Morning is for YouTubes. I'll watch like news and stuff. And then as the day passes on, like oh, maybe I'll watch a movie or something. See, I'm, I'm so glad I asked this because I had no idea like what your morning is like, what anyone's morning's like. So YouTube. Is that very common? You think a lot of people wake up and... I know my dad YouTube? does. Yeah. Much to my chagrin. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was down there. Some of the stuff that he watches, like, oh, please turn this off. But uh, <laughs> it's very, very hard for me. But but no, I think I think it is pretty common. I think a lot of people... It's, just, it's like short attention span. It's just like you can jump around mm-hmm. and like see a bunch of different stuff. And you don't have to pay like close attention to most of it you watch it right on your computer or you go to your tv no i have uh, my on my tv mm-hmm. usually usually um grant what's uh, what's typical grant day every morning i set an alarm for at least an hour before i actually need to wake up and then bother my wife by snoozing it at least six times <laughs> oh, oh that, that's bad for you right wasn't it called the the brown study um that the snooze is it makes you poop yourself it, no that's yeah. the brown note uh, i think it was the brown study. i might be making this up they both but, do joe you're right uh, you wake up covered in poop. i no, can confirm all of the above <laughs> I, for some reason i have in my head the brown study it's like when you do that you're setting yourself up for not wanting the day and so that you're like mentally setting yourself up to prolonging uh, something that's inevitable which is the day what if that, i do, what if i don't want the day i'm not saying i don't get it I'm just saying <laughs> I, I think the brown study uh might be uh armchair psychoanalyzing me more than it's qualified to do so though i've yet to read it so i'll i'll, I'll reserve my judgment unlike the brown study um i will then get up and i will uh head upstairs where i will turn on my kettle to between nine 93 and 100 degrees <laughs> Celsius as I select the appropriate roast of beans for the day. I measure out 18 to 20 grams for my espresso portafilter. I select the perfect grind. I then get my Weiss distribution tool after the coffee beans have ground into the portafilter. Mm-hmm. I perfectly distribute the ground beans. I then tamp those beans and put the shower screen on top as I then pour in the exact right amount of water on top of the portafilter. I put it into my Cafe Lot Robot manual espresso machine. I put a scale underneath it with a drinking receptacle on top. Mm -hmm. Within a minute and 15 seconds, I will squeeze out 40 grams of the most perfect espresso you've ever had. And I will drink deeply from it as I then take a stress shower while listening to... Today's episode of Up First Podcast, not listening to all of it, thinking about all the things I have to do that day. That is my morning routine. You just have a soilant. You <laughs> could just have a soil and watch YouTube. Yeah, that's way I, easier I, than Measuring out like. the beans, though, the ritual is great. It smells great. And then having to think that early. I, uh, some of it's second nature now. I don't have to like, oh, where do I do this? But like being like, oh, how many beans? What am I doing? And I'll change it. If it's a pour over, it's mm-hmm. more like 30 grams sure. for 500 uh, milliliters. Um, for an espresso, it's 20 to 40 grams. We're talking AeroPress. We're talking 15 grams to the whole length. Where now, do you get your water, Grant? Yeah, is it filtered? I was for a time being, for, for, for a short period of time. <laughs> Shipped in from Columbia? <laughs> it became too much work. I was... Purchasing distilled water and adding mineral sachets of the perfect amounts of calcium, magnesium, mm-hmm. and other things. I now just use New York tap water because it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, not unlike how Matthew's life has changed considerably over the past few months and his morning routine has changed, how has yours changed since you before you bought this $10,000 coffee maker? <laughs> Uh, I like a baby. Like, did you just it's put his it, baby. It's Mr. His... Coffee? It, it, it has... Uh, no, I was on espresso before that, and I did pour it. It was Mr. Coffee, that. and I masturbated in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've changed quite a bit, uh, if you're asking. Quite a bit. You, you, had time, you had time for the simple pleasures with a Mr. Coffee that you don't with a, 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 a Kalita pour-over. Uh, no, uh, it is, it's, interestingly enough, made me wake up earlier. But it's only like, I can get it, all that done in two and a half minutes. It's not... Once you know what you're doing, it's not like it doesn't take you a half hour to do it. Yeah, it's definitely a better cup. I I go through phases where I grind my beans, and other times I'm like, man, it's so much easier to just throw the bean, throw the grounds right in. Well, you what I did last night because I knew we had to be here, and I, I don't like doing a lot of prep if I have to get computer pack all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. I pre-ground the beans the night before and let them sit in my Mocha Master. 
Shame. Yeah. Shame upon you. <laughs> you better not put that on the forum. You'll get kicked right out of your coffee club. I know. Troy, I've let me load up this Google Docs. I've prepared a goodbye letter to my coffee club because I knew we would talk about this today. Dear coffee club. <laughs> you might as well have taken old grinds out of the trash and and made a new brew with that. But you saw I brought in the, the, the thermos. I brought in the, the uh, carafe. You did. The, the thermal carafe. It's a giant sized carafe full of uh, Grant brew. Grant, I don't care. I don't I don't love coffee. And I'm not in the habit of drinking it and, and caffeine does uh, has weird physiological effects on me. But I feel like I want to try a cup of your coffee. Oh, I'd make you a great cup. I'd make whatever you want. Uh, the only thing is, is that if you want to, I will. <laughs> you say the only thing is, it's going to cost you fifteen dollars. <laughs> supply every pour out mineral of this machine. Sachets. I, <laughs> if you want anything other than animal-based milk, uh, I'm open to goat. I'm open to cow. I'm open to well, you know, there's. We won't go into the other places you get milk from. But if you're in no, anything, let's go into them. No. <laughs> I have nipples, Grant. You, can you milk me. And you milk me. <laughs> you have to take your shirt off before you nipples step into my. Wait, Grant. Sorry, how many cups a day are you having? Are you having like eighteen? Just espressos? Are you do after the espresso? Do you oh, have I'll, another espresso? What do you I'll do? do whatever I need. Espressos, by the way, do a Red Bull. A shot of espresso will usually have less caffeine milligrams in it than a really strong pour over. I want to know your total consumption of caffeine. In I'm it. like three cups a day. Three cups, but three espresso. Three espresso. It's a double shot espresso, which is like you know, just about so a six strong. Six, cu- six, six, six cups of coffee. What I'm hearing is six espressos. But a but it's not. If you were to have six pour over cups of coffee versus three double espressos, you would have more caffeine on the pour over. Yes, yeah. you'd be like frying that. Episode yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> but no, no, no. So let me finish thought. Yeah, sorry. If you want anything besides plant based milk? You got to buy the specialty stuff because using non plant based froth milk is terrible. So. So what do you, I, I can make you a black pour over a beautiful pour over that you would never need any milk with and would taste you taste the beans like you wouldn't in most things. Uh, I can make you an AeroPress uh, and I could do a Kalita wave or I could do a Chemex. Fresh, fresh, I know. Or you could do, salad. You could do an espresso, which I'd recommend you do with kebab. milk and not drinking. I, I would. I don't know what any of those words mean, so I would take your best recommendation. Okay. I don't know anything that you just said, and I'm yeah. not exaggerating. I don't know what a pour-over is. I've never heard that in my life. You pour water on top of a, a conical filter, typically. and uh, While poor people watch. <laughs> it's a poor filter. And you stand over them. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. You they can... stand over you and look down into your cup. And they're tears. <laughs> it's funneled it's down flavored the by the tears of the color. This is, this is the... <laughs> just the amount of minerals that you need to make it. That's why they call it a pour-over. This is that's good. People, uh, this is this is the misconception though. You can get like a, a pour over with a little carafe for like twenty five bucks, and if you just buy good beans and boil water and pour it over, you I go an extra mile and have a kettle that stays at an exact degree the whole time, and I measure everything. But you don't have to do that. Doesn't have to be that intense. You don't have to do it. You don't have to. You don't have to do I any mean, of this, folks. <laughs> Don't freak don't, out. Don't freak out. You don't have don't, to do any, don't, any of this. This is not, you, these are not orders. You don't drink coffee, right, Skid? Or do you drink a co- coffee? No, I don't. No, sometimes I'll drink a coffee, but not usually. And you don't, and Joe, you don't drink coffee, right? No, I do not. I, was, I think I was, I was reflecting upon this the other last live show. I was like, I think Troy and Grant are really the only coffee drinkers of the group. Yeah. Which probably makes us a strange I yeah, think about statistical that anomaly. Yeah. You have a Breville? Yeah, I do have the Breville, yeah. which is Breville's great. are good. Yeah, and you know, when I first added water to it, you had to do a test of the water. Yeah, the pH strip. Yeah, the yeah. pH strip, and then you set the Breville oh, no, no, the, based on the your hardness. local yeah, water. Yeah, yeah. It'll water. soften your water if you need it. Um, I know now exactly how Skid felt when we talked about Elden Ring. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything that you're saying, and I could care <laughs> about coffee maker brands. Well, what is your uh, normal coffee-less morning like? Coffeeless morning, joyless and gray. Joyless, <laughs> coffeeless morning. I walk around in, in a haze, words. so tired for hours, and I don't know why. I don't know how to fix it. I stare at my lack of mustache. <laughs> <laughs> what is your routine? What is your? Um, yeah. I uh, well, 
basically there's one of two options uh option a and option b option a is i get up with the kids uh and option b is i don't get up with the kids and i um usually with option b i take them to school so uh sleeping in means like not i mean they still wake you up at 6 30 they just wake you up but then if my wife is getting up with them which is most of the time she'll get up and take them downstairs and then i will generally turn over to the side take a my wife's pillow and put it on the other side of my head <laughs> so that I don't hear the constant screaming and bitching about something. <laughs> the color of the cereal bowl, <laughs> the color of the straw in the water cup, whatever it is. The I don't want to go to school every day. And it's like, and you still go every day, and this doesn't change. It, it is staggering to me. Uh, today, we're going to be like, you know what? Well, if you really don't want to, all right, you don't have to go. I've listened to your pleas these past nine months. And, exactly. Uh, so option A, my wife gets up, and then what I do is I'll stay in bed till about 7.30, and then I'll get up and I'll read on my phone for a little bit. Usually, it's uh, Asana tasks and stuff, and uh, emails. It's sort of like starting the day, and then I will get up just in time to uh, wrangle them out the door so I'll just like pull on d- dirty pants dirty shirt dirty hat just like <laughs> stumble out the door throw them into the car it's awful in winter because you gotta like the, their jackets are too thick for the car seat so you gotta like take them out in like regular clothes get them in the car quick before they get frostbite and buckle them in shut the door throw all their hats gloves everything in the car drive them to school then get out in the parking lot, get them out, put a winter coat on them, a hat, gloves, all this shit, walk them 300 yards to the front door of the school, and then stand outside while they wait for uh, the teachers to come out and take them. Uh, and then, yeah, I'm usually home by like nine o'clock. And uh, then it's time to either hopefully exercise for a half hour, which never happens, and then get in the shower and get on the computer for 10 straight hours. <laughs> Man, you would you would love coffee if you added that. To <laughs> I can't tell you all of that would be so much more enjoyable. Uh, just and to drink and that is that is the good option. That is the good option. The bad option is get up with them because then you got to do cereal and you have to empty the dishwasher from the night before, which is I mean, there's so many dishes. There's so many dishes every day. Uh, and yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty much that. It's 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 pretty bad i wish like i really want to set an alarm at six o'clock get up ride on the peloton shower and just be done with that at seven when they're when i have to give them cereal when i do do that it's all much more enjoyable but i just don't do it because when that alarm goes off at six o'clock i'm like no and i just stay in bed it's just too hard Hmm. but i do have to do it yeah what about you matthew typical routine uh, previous pre-child and uh, now uh, in the thick of having a, a, a new, a relatively a newborn, right? Yeah. December, she's, January. Yeah, that's still old. a newborn. She's two months old. Yeah. I mean, I was just thinking about it. I was like, it's actually not that different, except there's just one major thing that just keeps interrupting the previous routine. Mm-hmm. So I still, you know, I'll get up now. I mean, now I just get up when the baby gets up for whatever feeding is going to be the start of her day. You know, I get her up, I get her changed, then Caitlin will come and feed her. And at that point, I usually will go make his breakfast and then bring the breakfast in. Uh, eventually, the baby will go down for a nap and then I will get started on my writing somewhere in there and then kind of peck at it until the baby's done for the nap. And I just, then I furiously type. Before, I would just, I didn't get interrupted. What do, you, what do you make for breakfast? I'm always like, if I... The, the most I'll ever do is like make cereal and on the weekends I'll make eggs. A lot of my breakfast are like Lara bars, a banana, like something not that excited. I'm jealous of people that can get their stuff together and not crack open a soil and eat a Lara bar like me. And like, do you make something good or is it just like yogurt and berries? I mean, you, if <laughs> which we're is on bad. the clock, yeah, apparently I'm not allowed to which takes that, no that effort. It makes you a poor father. If you do, yeah. <laughs> well, you may be standing there while he does the pour over. The baby currently <laughs> only drinks milk. Cry. <laughs> we have poor parenting skills. Uh, no, usually if, if we're on the clock, I'll just do cereal, but I'll do eggs. At, you know, probably I don't know once a week, twice a week, depending depending on our mood. Twice Sometimes. a week. Wait, what do you have, Joe? A couple chips, a hoid, some ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Man, I really want to get on the Peloton this morning, but those, I know. those chips ahoy are I wanted, sitting heavy. I wanted to get on the Peloton, but it's like, you know what? Instead, I'll compromise, and I'll just put one scoop of vanilla on top of the two Oreos instead of two scoops of one vanilla scoop. on top of the two Oreos. That's your, that's your health your health, your health regimen. Oh, man. That's, like, it's all about compromise. Uh, it's all about compromise. You know. oh. Let's figure out. Sometimes, time for. sometimes it's a nutter butter. <laughs> sometimes it's just jam a little nutter butter in there. Oh, well, now it's Girl Scout cookie time, so it's about oh, six or yeah. seven oh, Thin yeah. Mints. <laughs> That's a serving. Matthew, what time do you wake up? It changes because right now it's all based on the babies. Yeah. And we're, she's not old enough to have a real sleep routine. They're working on it. Um, this morning I actually had a, I, I guess I was up at like 4.45 and, and then I was like, you know what? Like once I got Caitlin established with the baby and like a snack to keep her awake, I was like, I'm going to go right, right now. Cause I was like just awake enough to be functional, but not awake enough to be judgy. And I went and I hadn't like 45 minutes to an hour of, I mean, it was bad, but it was, it wasn't torture. And then I was like, I'm going to go back to bed now that the baby's back in the bassinet and sleep for another 45 minutes. Ooh, Ooh. The, the early nap, the, the 630 a.m. nap. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. I kind of have two different routines based on there's like a uh, winter Troy and then there's the rest of the year Troy and winter Troy is tends to be more like a bear. Like I hibernate. I stay in a little later. Um, like I'll get up at 645 now because Sam gets up at anywhere between 530 and six because she discovered like uh, you were saying, Joe, that like that's the best you get up. At least an hour before the kids get up, have some coffee, relax, watch some shows, do whatever without people jumping all over you. Um, and so where she does that, she's awake when Dash and Archer get up. So I just kind of laze around till 645. Then I get up with uh, with everybody, go downstairs, have a cup of coffee. Um, and I sit with my coffee and I try to read a leisure read, but sometimes I'm reading a rule book. It's still considered leisure read while I drink that cup of coffee. And then when that's done, it's breakfast and, uh, my showers don't happen until later in the day unless I work out very early. Cause like I'll usually after breakfast, I'll have my second and third cup of coffee while I'm sitting at the computer doing work at like seven forty-five is yeah. when I usually start. I usually shower around dinner. Shower around dinner, dinner, dinner time. This is one thing I feel like the pandemic did. I felt like I used to have a, I used to shower right away yeah. when I got up, and then now I, I'm like, well, I'm going to exercise in the morning, so I was wait till I exercise. But then sometimes I, I get bogged down. I don't exercise till the afternoon, like or whenever, and then I'm like just gross and greasy for the. Yeah, it throws me off. Like in springtime, I'll get up at five thirty, and I'll have coffee and a banana or something, and then I'll go outside and do CrossFit when it's nice out. Otherwise, I'll wait until noon and do that after I've got all the morning meetings out of the way. Um, but now I don't... I'm, I'm lucky enough to just go down and do some Peloton when it's three degrees out. Yeah. Uh, but that might not happen until three o'clock, so I'm not showering until 4.30. <clears throat> what time do y'all go to bed? You, this has been an intro on another one. Yeah, it was. I was on a and I, I got between 11 and 12. So five hours of sleep? I, I average five and a half to, to six. Oh, that's, that's, that'll never come back and bite you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's real bad for your psyche. Five and a half, five and and half your, to six. And your mental health and your physical health. Yeah. yeah I mean, I you try don't get to, as much out of the exercising when you only get five and a half to six hours. It's so hard not to. That's, that's, yeah. I can't go to bed. before. It's really hard for me to go to bed before midnight regularly. Why? Because you lay there awake? No, I just, I can't, I don't want to go to bed. Uh, now I'm just like, once Sam goes to bed at 10 I, or 10.30, I rush in and play Elden Ring. For well, that's the thing. It's like, it's <laughs> always things like Elden Ring or it's always something. Oh, and video. I, and I, th- I said this before too. It's like, I want to go to bed at 9.30 because I feel so much better when I do. But I also, but so many times it's like when the kids go to sleep and then Aaron goes to sleep, that is the only time to play a video game <laughs> you know what i mean I'm yeah. just like i'm gonna soak this up and play right now and with some games that have like addictive properties i mean i'll go till midnight without even yeah noticing uh, the time fly by and then it takes my brain a half hour to spool yeah. down and so it's just way too late and it's not like okay it's now it's after midnight i'll get my eight hours and wake up at 8 a.m like a damn <laughs> right. you have no choice yeah it's uh <laughs> it's also the the very worst thing i've found to do right before bed so i won't do it Video games, yeah. anything where you're like problem solving and feeling stress from, uh, particularly a, a Miyazaki game. Uh, it's just like uh, getting to the next checkpoint. You just have like gone through several traumatic experiences to get there, 
And uh, going to bed right after is, yeah, you have to decompress. Like yeah, your so. mind is like, yeah, it's, it's so bad. But I'm not going to stop anytime soon. <laughs> no, I mean, Elden Ring's not going to play itself. <laughs> uh, now you've got me concerned about how much sleep I'm getting here. Let's see what it says. I wear my Apple Watch to bed. Oh, I average six hours and two minutes a night. That's pretty good. That's okay. Yeah. Six, two, yeah. I think I'm trying that's, to get to bed. That's borderline, though. Don't go any less. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need eight. Eight's great, but you don't need eight. You need eight for like a um, ongoing, like healthy you don't lifestyle. Need two kidneys, <laughs> right? Two is great. Eight hours of sleep with children and uh, life—that's it, very, very hard to do. It's definitely hard, you know, it unless is. you want to go to bed at nine o'clock, right? Like, uh, and people a that pensioner. are people that are blessed with that. Like, people tell me they're like, "Oh, you're so lucky that you don't like coffee. That like you don't have to deal with this." thing you know in life and i feel the same way for people that are like 9 45 like no that is past my bedtime i will be in bed i'm like oh, good for you like i wish i could i don't know how but at that time of night i'm just like oh, i'm hanging out yeah. <laughs> yeah if i go to bed at 9 30 i'll be up at midnight and i won't go to bed for the rest of the night <laughs> yeah, like, yeah i also spent 20 years where my bedtime was five to six a.m yeah working also, in bars and clubs also bad for you also very bad yeah. <laughs> uh because then i'm only sleeping till 11 and so not, not getting a lot of sleep i think i would go to to bed earlier if angel worked from home still mm. uh, it was like it was like now i have to wait and some she does a lot of comedy stuff and different classes and stuff after so like and sometimes i'm recording stuff afterwards and like we need to have married couple talking hey how was your right. day like whatever time we need to actually be human fucking beings together and right like, that's what they say yeah that's, swear, what, that's what I our vows were. God, I, Let's Cuban fucking beans together. I thought you said Cuban fucking beans. Yeah. <laughs> we bring out the Cuban Man. beans at night. <laughs> but now you're making me hungry. Now, oh, now I'll never get to sleep. It takes me three hours to prepare the Cuban beans. And that's why I'm up till 1230 every night. <laughs> <Those> poor Cubans. <laughs> um, well... That's, uh, that's all. I just think it's fun to get a look into everyone's uh, sort of way of doing things, or at least the way we've exaggerated it for this podcast. <laughs> uh, but I think people get a kick out of wondering what the hell our lives are like. And they change. Ask this question and now, uh, a year from now. It might be uh, vastly different. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We'll um, see. There's also like the you that it, you are, the you that you actually said about, and then there's like the you that you want to be. Right. Um, the you I, that you want to be is I really want to get out of bed at six o'clock and exercise because it does work so dude, well. 5 a.m. If you can do it and get into it and find the bedtime for it is the absolute fucking best. All right. Mark, all right. Mark Wahlberg. I've heard enough. <laughs> Dog, he gets up at 2 a.m. I know. <laughs> Goes to bed at eight up at two. He starts his third workout by 4 a.m. <laughs> Uh, speaking of workouts, you guys are about to get a workout this episode. That was a that was a great combat last week. That I think when you were in in the middle of it, you didn't maybe not enjoy it as much. But I think it it, it will play a lot better in retrospect in terms of the uh, epicness of the scope. You've heard about Nalbia and Nalbur for a while now. Yeah, you got to face off against each of them in quick encounters. The maze uh, one ended that first one, and then uh, uh, she slipped away from the first one. Now they came back. And you were just surrounded by them, with Sir Will, of course, cut off from the rest of you uh, with this force wall. I, I, took, I was thinking about it after the fact, and I took some comfort uh, in the fact that when, now, now unlike the Naga, when Nalbia reappears, I don't care and I'm not afraid anymore because she's super easy. <laughs> and she'll yeah. run away she'll just yeah, run she'll away just get shot once and run one <laughs> it takes one round to get her to run away so i'm not worried about it i thought you had me i really did I and so i was too. bummed because i wanted her i i had in my head i was like oh she's gonna abandon her brother i think that would be cool but like if you killed her i, I don't have that option and uh when you rolled that crit i said oh shit that's gonna be a lot of damage kept her up then she only had x amount of hit points left and when you hit again i was just staring at my ipad i think you even said he's just staring at his ipad like an old man looking for anything i could do that, that was immediate to fix my ac and i had forgotten about the mischance and then when you said oh i gotta roll my mischance i'm like oh, 
So there's a chance, and then you failed. <laughs> Do you guys remember uh, in like the original Mario Bros. that like guy in the cloud that would throw like red shells at you, and it was really annoying every time. And if you do you like, mean Super Mario Brothers? I do mean or f- the original Mario. <laughs> Brothers? I mean, I mean Super Mario Bros. Yes, I do know who you're talking. About. That's basically what the uh, Nalvi is. She shows up. Yeah. She's annoying. You you hit her. Annoying. She disappears, right. and you can, you can you don't even get to hop in her cloud and fly to the end right. of the level. Yeah. I am seriously concerned about the return of the Naga when that happens. It's going to be a really bad time. Yeah. Uh, I don't care about when she shows up. Well, hopefully the princess is in another castle. I hope so. <laughs> Boom sauce. Boom salad. That turtle's name is Lakitu, by the way. Lakitu. I think we can take comfort from the fact knowing Lakitu. that our, uh, our, our guess was correct and that they were in an incestuous relationship with their rock. Mm. That's what I got yeah. from her, her farewell speech. Yep. That's, yeah. She loved him more than she loved the husband. But now, and apparently we know that the storm tyrant and now Bora got into a, uh, a fist cuffs of a kind. And Volstice won. And Volstice won. So mm-hmm. when the chips were down uh, here, uh, when you guys almost killed her, she abandoned her brother to side with Volstice. I wonder if it was an arm wrestling contest. It might have been. Volstice v. Nalbor. Boom! Elbows on the giant table. Do you think they did like the other hand cross? Underneath yeah, the other hand honest? cross. You know yeah. what? I'll lift the veil. Chili cook-off. Wow. You've got to try Volsus' chili when you read the AP later. This does bring bring up an interesting uh, approach that we haven't really tried with these enemies, which is... um, Incest? Yeah, incest (laughs) is one. So if we can get the 23 and Me's done and see that I'm related to now bored in some way, I will have sex with him. Um, If short of that, thank you. Cease this fight! Sure that we hear from Ren. Bring the rock. We hear from Ren Paul and from each other that all this crazy backstory stuff that's amazing, and we kind of like pre episodes was like, oh, that's so crazy. Can we talk now, Burr, into joining our side now and taking down this guy? Like, why does he have to be our enemy? He's been betrayed by his sister. He's been knocked down by the ruler of this castle. Why doesn't he join our side? Because he is evil, Grant. Yeah, but he can use this as a means to an end. That's what evil people do. He is evil. He could become good. No, he cannot. He could be. He was once neutral. He chose the evil path. He could pretend to help us and then double cross us after we take down his main rival. So yeah. we murder his rock. Yeah. Well, the only love yeah. Left. Unfortunately, Sir Will is not savvy enough for that at the moment, and you're cut off from all sound and spells. I don't think that's how Force Wall works. It's just a little bit of quartz. O'Brien, it's a little bit <laughs> just of quartz. A little dime bag full of quartz, and you got yourself a force wall? Uh, yeah, Sir Will uh, is in a bit of a precarious position here because I finally was able to hit you with the rock mount. Of all things. Uh, the named rock mount. Oh, you guys would never know this. The name is Gale Scream. Gale Scream. Cool name. Hmm. That is a great name for a rock that you are having a sexual relationship right? with. Right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is he a Gale Screamer? Um, it uh, finally hit you with the talon, grabbed you. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's impetus now, or it's, it's plan is to probably fly away with you and maybe just fucking throw you over the ledge. I said that you felt it rearing up like it was going to toss you. Now, my, I, I, I can't do that until I maintain the grapple. I think we, you and I were talking about it after we went off the air. Even though I haven't, I kind of flew in with flyby attack, grapple, now that I, we're, I gained the grappled condition as well, it kind of ends the movement there. At least that's the way I'm going to rule it. However, next round, if I, I maintain the grapple. Um, you know, I might just fucking throw you off. Who knows? Or I might just squeeze you to death. Uh, it's not a good position for you. Uh, and you're not on your mount anymore because you dismounted Lexington to get here. So let's see how this all plays out. That was Null Burr and Gale Scream's turn. Crystal Gale Scream. Uh, and I'll be as out of the combat. So it now goes to Metra. Okay, uh, so Metra is going to cast uh, Disintegrate and get this wall force out of our way. Okay, and uh, is that automatic? I can't remember, yes, or do you have it to... Is yes. specifically named in the spell, yep. Disintegrate. It is a classic uh, counter spell, not counter spell, but a spell that counters another spell. Yes, I'm, I, now, I, now that I've made my decision, I'm looking at the spell, the spell text, and uh, a wall force is immune to dispel magic. 
That's right. I knew uh-huh. that. Um, but Dennis Disintegrate automatically ends it. So, um, and then, do I want to stay here? Yeah, I guess I'll. See. <gasps> no, I'll move into the room. What? You should disintegrate the saddle. Do what you wanted to do all those ages ago. Make him fall <laughs> off. Lower my ride check. <laughs> he doesn't need it. He stands he atop stands the rock. He's standing. <laughs> yeah. Like a wakeboarder. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. How else is he supposed to shoot his longbow if he's not standing on the flying rock mount? Rock mount. Uh, yeah, so uh, Metro will slip into the room. Uh, to the west, the uh, kind of northern, northwestern side. Okay, you slip into the northwest underneath this uh, this uh, this overhang that's above you, um, where the weather isn't grayed out. Okay, it now goes to Nestor. All right, Nestor just is, is the moment he sees her disappear again. He's like, "Fuck!" and he whips around and prepares to un- unleash. His ire, I think, on the bird. I think that's a good idea. Yeah, I think he's going to just do a full attack action on the bird beneath the man riding. All right, and the bird is grappled, which means its AC is lower. Correct. Okay. Rush it. All right. Let's see. Got our new special cat side die. Uh, That's a skid. Natural twenty. Natural 20. Oh, huge. And we, we learned uh, this is from uh, Mally DeBlack sent us these dice. Ah, yes. And uh, we, uh, I think we we didn't have a note. And uh, No, I yeah. promise there was no note. Yeah, here and it is. Here it is. Uh, Mally wrote in and said, uh, I'm very sorry, I'm very upset, don't know what happened. Uh, the note with the custom D20s read to Troy, Skid, Grant, and Matthew. Notice, there's no Joe. <laughs> Merry Christmas, and thank you for many years of joy you've brought me and the rest of the nation. Love, Mally D. Oh, thank you, Mally. Thanks, that Mally. was the note. That was the note. Uh, and then apparently there was a separate box sent for me that says it was delivered here on January 6th. Hmm. And uh, Skid apparently stole it stole your die. and lied about it which is yeah. such a weird thing to lie about. That was weird of me. Maybe the UPS guy rolled a Joe. Maybe. To yeah. confirm, Skid, with your brutal opening shot. 42 to confirm. That is confirmed crit. Oh, you're done. Gale scream. You're done. Uh, all right, let's go to Mark from Toronto. Oh, two Canada wow. crits in a row. Hi, Mark. Mark from Toronto. They call the wind. Give him the old <laughs> razzmatazzle. Ooh. Your bloodthirsty blow strikes the target with such deadly precision it evokes the ghost of a savage red cap. Double damage and the creature gains the dazzled condition. Will save negates the dazzled condition as the target realizes the blood in their eyes was in fact just a ghostly specter momentarily haunting them. Uh, all right, so it's just triple damage and dazzled. Okay. So, and this is with the many shot times three. That is 105 points of damage. Yeah. Phenomenal. Uh, okay. And that you didn't triple the precision, right? No. Okay. No. Gotcha. I did. There was no precision. Uh, not precision. Yeah. Okay. Great. Big. You said how much? 100 and... uh, 105. Okay. Beautiful. Okay. He's very cool like boy. He's relishing now the chance to fire at something that doesn't keep blinking in and out of reality. <laughs> Uh, second attack is a 31 to hit. 31 is a hit with its lowered AC. 25 points of damage. Okay. Third attack. What about electricity? Uh, that is, two of that is electricity. Oh, oh, so that's all told it in. Okay. Yeah. Uh, third attack. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a hit with a natty 17. Uh, 28 points of damage. Okay. Fourth attack. Oh, damn it. Uh, that is a 27 to hit. That is a hit. Okay. <laughs> nice. Yeah, 28 points of damage. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Fifth attack. That is... Yeah, 29 to hit. That's a hit. 33 points of damage. And that is enough to kill. Yeah! Yeah! 
Yes. Oh man. And it deals 300 points of damage, crushing Sir Will under its wings. We are very sorry to kill your avian lover. But now, will you please consider our proposal to come join our side? What proposal? I didn't hear your opening banter. <laughs> it is very windy out here. I didn't hear your opening banter. <laughs> and as Nalbor is plummeting into, uh, atop his dead rock into the wreckage of its nest, he is going to fire his final shot into the giant. And almost certainly miss. Uh, that is a 23 to hit. And that does miss. This is very, very interesting here. So Nestor just lights up the bird uh, and kills it. So the rock falls. This gargantuan bird just crumbles to the ground at Sir Will's feet. It is now Baron's turn. All right. It is now Baron's turn. Let me give it a quick... Okay, I passed whatever hover fly check being on a broom. Even though I haven't flown yet, I just said I got on oh. it. Okay. Oh, no, that's, oh, you're not flying. Right, so you're only 35 feet away where you have not begun f- flying. Yeah. Um, so he's going to take a full attack action. You're cornered now, you son of a bitch. Oh, out of the box for the first attack. That is good or bad for him. We'll see. That's a hit with a 16 on the die. Nice. Okay. Uh, let's see how much damage he can do. 35 points of damage on the first shot. Oh, boy. The second shot. Uh, is a 23 against touch AC? That is a hit. <clears throat> oh, nice numbers. 37 points of damage on the second attack. Okay. <laughs> Third attack is a misfire. That's oh. what we needed. <laughs> That's what we needed. Okay. And uh, that will end Baron's turn. I'm trying to think if he has a swift action he could take to help out, but he does not. So that is the end of his toy. Wow. Okay. That, uh, as always, could change things. It is Sir Will's turn. Uh, so what? Uh, what is Sir Will's story? Uh, is he... Uh, Where is he? He's not, he's not even on the map. Yeah. You have taken him off You're on the map. map. You can't see you? Where? I can't see me. You're, uh, you're right to the south of your dog. I'm right. Re- refresh yeah, you're, your you're page. Right there, oh, weird. It's just completely missing. Um, by the rules uh, set up uh, by our house game, you are permanently dead then. <laughs> <laughs> if roll 20 glitches out, your character is permanently dead. Oh, man. Uh, okay. So I am uh, released and in melee with this dude. Yep. Oh, did you? But is he? Are you prone? Oh no, he didn't move you. So you were still in the spot. You were. Yeah, standing. I'm gonna say right. no prone. I didn't lift you. I couldn't. Right. So he grabbed me, and in that instant, just got <laughs> like all these arrows come into its neck. <laughs> Sir Will is now coated in blood <laughs> yeah. uh, from this creature, and he is already. Smited evil. Oh, this is so fantastic. Coated in the blood of Charles S. Dutton. Coated in the blood of Charles S. Dutton. Uh, and now standing in melee with this giant, uh, he is going to draw out Rose Light. His long sword, yeah. which is now full on medium size and not a small blade anymore. And shing, it comes out and he is going to attack. Um, so, just let me get my status right here. I didn't realize it was going to be right here. All right, here we go. Uh, first swing. Almost never do this. Uh, I, uh, critical threat. Critical threat. Oh. oh. Critical uh, threat. Natural 19. Critical Ooh. threat. Okay. Okay. Critical threat. Critical 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 threat. To confirm. To confirm. Uh, that is a 30... Uh, oh, wait a minute. Sorry. Let me take off the grappled condition. Uh, that is a 33 to confirm. That is confirmed. Yes. 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 So well. Oh, yes. my goodness. We're going to have to stop and edit this because I have no idea how to roll this damage. Uh, <laughs> I never crit, and I have smite evil on and stuff. Uh, Does smite evil add uh, damage dice? 
Or at just damage points. Yeah, it adds just damage points. So, so do they get doubled? Yeah, I think. I got it right here. It is doubled. It's like favorite enemy, where it's sneak attack. Extra dice don't get multiplied. Extra just static damage Oh, okay, because like yeah. Bane is extra dice, but this is extra static damage. Got it. Okay. Awesome. Uh, all right, then let's go and hear from Jordan in Beaver Creek, Ohio. Oh, hey uh, Jurassic Snark. You land a dynamite blow on the target. <laughs> Double damage, but add insult to injury with the uh, with a dinosaur or Jurassic Park themed one liner to increase to triple damage. Oh, okay. Right. Oh, wow. Can in you ca- do it? In character is preferable, but any combatant who is unable to speak, blah 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 blah. Uh, <laughs> Got a lot of options here. Yeah. Got a lot of. Oh, this is wild. <laughs> Got a lot of options here. Uh, this, you get extra multiplier if you deliver this. In if a, I deliver a line from Jurassic Park in we sh- character, we should have a timer on this. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, I've got. There's one that jumps right to my, the front of my brain. I uh, blank under pressure. Oh, I'll give you 30 <laughs> seconds. Can Can you ad lib it? Can you change the line but have the spirit of it? Like no. 30 seconds from now. What? I hate. This All right, he, so he's much. just he's gonna lean. <laughs> he's gonna lean close to the giant and whisper, "I'm gonna cut you here." And <laughs> the point is, you will be alive when we start to eat you. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that was good it's enough. Pretty good. It's pretty good. It's very good. It's very good. Uh, really good. All right, so I'll do triple. <laughs> that was really so good. Man, that's great, too, with the smite evil. Get triple damage. Yeah, that? triple damage. Uh, all right, here all we right. go. This, this could be a lot. Last time you did this. Yeah, that's going to be 74 points Oh, my God. Damage. Wow. And how many Ooh. attacks you get? Uh, four attacks. Okay, yeah, thank God you're not hasted. Okay. Uh, so that's the first one. Uh, second attack, natural one. <laughs> there we go. Comes and right the back. World balances itself. Uh, two confirmed, natural 19. <laughs> okay. So not confirmed. That's what you're to hit right now? That's pretty high. Yeah, it's pretty high. It's, okay. a, it's uh, as high as. Oh, he's not hasted. Because he's smite evil, like, it, yeah. it's a huge bonus. Okay. All right, so a third attack. Natural one. Oh, oh my god. No. One. There we go. Natural 19. Natural one. Natural 19. All right, natural read one. me the total on the confirmed now. You never yeah, know. no, I know. I know. Oh, okay. The total is 35. Not a fumble. Okay. okay. Wow, okay. And then last one. Oh, god, I'm lucky right now. Natural 20. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> wow. Wow. A study in extremes. <laughs> 21. <laughs> It was a palindrome. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. Uh, All right, to confirm. To confirm, uh, this would be amazing. Two crits in one round. The game completely. Natural 16. Yeah. Oh, it might still not my conf- uh, oh. 30. His AC. Yes. yes. Oh. Is 30 exact. Oh, yeah. Yes. 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 I, yes. Yes. I can't yes. believe this. What wow. a turn. Oh, Phenomenal. my. <laughs> Crit fumble. Fumble crit. <laughs> He should have oh. just let himself plummet to earth. It would have been I less, know. Oh. less painful. I totally. I can't. His rock would have survived. What a bizarre turn. That was amazing. Uh, all right. This one from uh, Brian from uh, BB, Arkansas. Brian, Brian from BB, Arkansas. BB, Arkansas. <laughs> I would have words with thee. Uh, your righteousness indignation is so great that you begin chastising your enemy as you swing. This sounds about right. Mm-hmm. Uh, if your words are powerful enough by consensus of the players, you deal double. Oh, my God. Is this two in a row? <laughs> you deal double damage and knock your enemy prone. Make another attack roll. If it would confirm your crit again, it also knocks the weapon from your enemy's hand. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. So you have to come up with some <laughs> words. I would chastise? have words with thee. Just get, get the timer going. Get the okay. timer. <laughs> yeah. And what do you? 30 seconds. What do you get? 30 uh, seconds on you get another clock. attack? Yeah. Uh, you, you get, he rolls again to see if he knocks the weapon out of your hand. Okay. Starting now. All right. 30 seconds on the clock. I would have words with the... <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. This All right. Is so, so he has now sliced him open, and blood is just pouring out. It's like, my allies gave you a choice to join with the side of right to save your own life. But you're pathetic, just like your sister. I'm surprised you haven't run already. You'll be finished soon enough. And he will attack. Time? That's five seconds left. All right. <laughs> was it good enough? It was pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, uh, so what happens All right, so now? it's double damage, uh, and he gets, prone. he gets knocked prone. 
All right, so he'll be knocked prone, but the weapon stays in his hand. And I make another attack, and if I confirm, if I hit him again, he, uh, I, I, he just loses the weapon. So, All right, uh, so let me just roll the, the double damage real quick. Uh, that is fifty-three points of damage. Okay, and then one more attack roll at this lowest bonus is a nineteen. All right, so, so the, he keeps his weapon. Okay, but he's prone. But he's freaking prone. He was yeah. prone already. Yeah. Which yeah. makes him harder to hit by the two range combatants. That's um, true. Which is very dumb because we're very close to him. I know. And he's huge. Yeah, it's. Yeah. Okay, and you're right next to him, so if I stand up, that's going to provoke. Yes. All right, it's his turn. And uh, that the prone really sucks. He was probably prone already. Because he fell, the rock fell. Yeah, sure. Did you he are. roll acrobatics when he fell? I he don't is, think he did, Troy. He didn't. He was only. Uh, I think you five got, feet I above the ground. You can actually roll a ride check for that if your mount is pulled out from underneath you. Maybe I'm wrong. Um. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, this is. You soft fall. Yeah, it looks like it. Soft fall is a DC 15 ride check. You negate damage when you fall off a mount. If you if you fail the ride check, you take one d six damage and are prone. Yeah, I mean, so, I got a, a plus twenty three to ride. So yeah, so could, it sounds like you're not prone if yeah. the, if you just fall from a mount and you can make that ride check. The crit may be prone though. So okay, even a flying mount. Yeah, I don't think the, the rules are the same. Oh boy! All right, so. I saw it is awesome though. It gets shot out from under him and he maintains his balance and just <laughs> down on the ground. Yeah. Big dust Keeps cloud. Yeah, yeah. And then just slices his ankle out from under him. Yeah. Falls over. Dude, that's what is that? Like a hundred and thirty points of damage? Yes. Yeah, Sir Will in that round with his also it's just a blazing Nestor light of holiness. He's got a lot of hit points. Yeah. Okay. Um it's mini boss. It's a lot of hit points. Yeah. Don't call me mini boss. <laughs> I'm a giant. I'm a giant. I'm a giant. Ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Fee, fi, fo. If I shoot from my back here, that would also provoke. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to do that because I don't want to give you. You've been hitting everything, and that's going to be at your highest BAB. So I'm going to drop my bow. And as he does so, he, like, pulls out his a battle axe. And he just goes to vital strike at your feet, Sir Will, to, like, cut your legs off. Oh, jeez. Oh. Wasn't expecting that. I thought he was just going to be ranged all the way. Yeah. I don't want to provoke from you because you have been crushing. And I don't want you to kill him before I get this shot off. So I'm going to go vital strike. Um, let me put prone on. Is it May? Um... So, uh, I feel like sometimes... It does affect my attack. Sometimes we gloss over these things. So, by dropping your weapon, you're doing that for free. You're vital striking because drawing your weapon will not provoke an op- uh, attack of opportunity, but it will take a move action. So, you're mm-hmm. vital striking as a standard action to get the extra Right, we're only going to get that one attack off. I'm going to try and maximize it with That makes sense. Strike. That's smart. Oof, man, a crit here could kill Sir Will. Hmm. Um, well, or at least mess him up. Yikes. Okay. And remember, we had a whole conversation about Vital Strikes critting and what that does with damage, and I don't yeah. think any of us remember. No, yeah, we'll remember if it happens. Uh, let me just see what that cost me for an act. I'm, like, trying to use what little action economy I have here to try and uh, do the best I can. Okay. Yeah, that's what he's going to do. So he hits the ground from Sir Will's onslaught of blows, drops the bow, and just tries to take your legs out. I'm prone, so I'll take a minus four to attack. Times three crit with this battle axe. This, oh man, I'm still using the same die from last week, which was very hit or miss. Here we go. Crack die. <laughs> Another crack die. That one was. Both of those are. Okay. That is. Eight. No, oh man. The, I can't remember what you said last week because you had said 37, 38, or 39, depending on your things. That is a 38 to hit. His AC is 39. Oh! <laughs> wow, I thought it was 38. That's it's, awesome. It's because of the smite evil. It was, oh. The rock had lower because he wasn't smited. Oh. And it's plus one 
for foes larger than yourself with halflings. Oh. So I wow. plus twenty. It should be a plus twenty nine, but I take a minus four for being prone. So plus twenty five, and I rolled a thirteen on the die. Wow. Lucky thirteen! Holy crap! And you're getting a plus two from your defensive trait on your weapon too, right? No, that's uh, he has the sword in hand now. It, oh yeah, oh. that's not a defensive weapon. That would have been eight d six plus nineteen. I didn't realize smite gave you a defensive bonus against your smitey. Yeah, it gives you a deflection bonus. So. That's awesome. So he strikes out in a last dish effort to try and take your legs out, and he misses. <sighs> it is now Metro's turn. <sighs> I didn't think it would get back around to me. Oh, he's just laying there. He looked so, so badass when he was standing atop that rock, <laughs> and now he's just full of bullets and arrows. I'm going to hold. I don't have to waste a spell. I'll come. I'll pop back in if, if Baron and Nestor can't take care of him. Good, good thinking. Okay, then uh, unless Nestor rolls a nat one and breaks his bow or shoots himself, uh, this might be over. Nestor, you're up. Okay, uh, I will do a hover check, and I I barely make it with a fifteen. Okay. Uh, and of course, he has the bonus to his AC where he's prone against range. <laughs> right, I know. <laughs> even, though he's uh, even though I'm over him, him. <laughs> looking at this giant target. <laughs> this is, so, target. Silly. This is he, so silly. He has to hit the floor. It's because he's all his arms are all akimbo. He's like a uh, chalk outline. Got to hit him. <laughs> like a salt bass. <laughs> yeah, salt bass like credit sequence. All right, uh, first attack with the many shots that he target. Uh, deadly aim, etc. Uh, oh, that is a hit. That is, well, let's see. That is a uh, 37. That is a hit. Okay. <laughs> 60 points of damage. Uh, he's dead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Wow, what a fight. That was wow. awesome. I, that didn't was think, I thought this episode was going to be a lot more complicated, trying to get save Sir Will from being flung off the side. Uh, of yeah, I know. I, I know. So the bird had Snatch which allows you as a standard action to just fling you 1d6 by 10 feet. So I was going to maintain the grapple. It would have been all but guaranteed to maintain the grapple, fly you at half speed out to the ledge, and then just drop you. Wow. Yeah. Uh, but it, fling you, rather. So right. you would have no, there's no reflex save. You don't get a bonus to try and escape. It just flings you and you fall 500 feet. No, remember, it wouldn't have been a problem because he now has the Wyvern Cloak. Which is constant feather. Oh, I forgot. Oh. So Joe. I wasn't worried at all. Joe, uh, shut up next time about your items. <laughs> don't get I, just, I just wanted to say. Oh, that's good. To, that's great. Well, it's good to know. Yeah, but um, it would have at least taken you out of the combat. I was imagining a scenario where Metro would try to dimension door down it, it, to where you were it falling. It would have taken me that's out of the combat have for to. one round. Yeah. One round. Never wow. back. That was a hell of a fight, you guys. That was, yeah. that was great. If only we could have gotten Alvia, too. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry that I messed on the blur. <laughs> but so, well, me too. Be ashamed of yourself. Nestor, Nestor I missed I most of been. mine, too. I missed, I only got like two of mine. We, I think if one of you had gotten one of, one of the ones you missed, she would have been done, done yeah, for. I think so. Yeah, she's truly the glass cannon of this entire adventure path. She yep. shows up, she does something cool, disappears right before she breaks. Does that change at all your thoughts on tactics against her? You know, Blink makes it all, where... All you can do is burst damage. Yeah. Whole, yeah. Or, or, or restrain her. You know what I mean? Dimensional like, anchor. But she's a, she's a witch. Like, I, can do a, I can do a whole monster on her, but she's going to make the save could you time. cast? Could you cast silence around her to keep her from casting dimensional whatever she's doing is that what she's doing Troy like is Mm -hmm. she casting a spell right before she vanishes yeah yeah you see a flourish and there are words yeah so yeah maybe a silence spell I don't have silence she's a cool she's a cool character I've actually changed her a little bit from the book because a lot of times the spells don't really match up with with where the campaign's at Um, but yeah I didn't think I didn't think she'd survive two of these even with Blake I mean I mean the Blake made all the difference Mm mm-hmm I don't know. For some reason, it's a blind, not a blind spot for me, but it's a uh, a misconception I have. I just feel like mischance. I, I, I always get burned by it, I feel like. But no, it actually has been pretty helpful, especially in this book. I have, I think I've come out on top more than I have. Oh, yeah. It drastically to. lowers the odds past, I would say, the second iterative attack. Past that attack, you already have to roll higher than 50% chance to hit. And then you have to roll another fifty percent, so it just really lowers the. I don't know why I think it's so bad, but uh, it's 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 kept kept the combats going for me a few times. Uh, however, now yet another 
of one of Volstice's lieutenants has fallen. We've talked about this before. Joe, do you say iteration? <laughs> do I? You, you I think I do. Iteration. Iteration. It's, uh, it's just iteration. It's just iteration. I also say uh, Iter- sequently sometimes. It's yeah. iterative. <laughs> Iter- iterative. I have trouble saying like three times. Iterative. I can't do it. Iterative. You can't it do is it. A hard you can't process. say it iteratively. Iterative. Iteratively. Iterative attacks. Can I believe it's iteratively? Iterative attacks. It's okay. I still can't say surveillance. Surveillance? Surveillance. 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 Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Surveillance. I've heard surveillance, but I think it's surveillance. You've heard it from me because I'm an idiot that can't say You say surveillance? A lot of people say surveillance. Yeah. But why? Surveillance. There's a weird EI. But that happens before where you're putting it. Be like sure, but it's like aluminium or something. Yeah, it's like that yeah. doesn't make sense either. Just people, I think it's just the way people's brains process some words in their letter order mm-hmm. will lead them to that to do that. You should hear what people what uh, telemarketers do to my last name. How, how Capodicasa? No, that's when that's when that's the, the automated. That's the automated version. Capodicasa. Capodicasa. <laughs> uh, no, it's usually got a lot of Capodusca. <laughs> Capricious. Hey yo, Capaduce! Hey, Capaduce! It's the Capaduce! Capaduce! When, when so I, you read the first three letters and then you just gotta make up the rest. When <laughs> I was uh, calling ahead because you landed ahead in the hotel room at our last live show was in my name and I wanted to transfer it to your name. I did the phonetic kind of spelling thing for my last name and I was like B is in boys and Echo, R is in Romeo, G is in Gamma. When it came to your name, I was like, just bear with me for a second. <laughs> C A. P.O., do you got that so far? And then it was just, it's a nightmare. I can't believe you live with that name on a daily basis. <laughs> C.A.P.O., take a, let me take a drink of water here. <laughs> Pause. Right. D.I. Hold on, let me stretch. <laughs> Eat a banana. How much, how much Italian do you know? <laughs> All right, so you have won this battle only so many left. You look up, half of the ceiling, more than half, is open to the mezzanine above, the two steel bowls leading up there. This wall of force that kind of appeared out of nowhere uh, is no longer there. Um, these two big old nests, uh, a dead bird and a dead giant. What do you do? Search the body. Search the body. Okay. The bird has some feathers on his person. Ooh. We each pluck a feather, and I stick one in my uh, my headband. <laughs> I, I like a, I stick it uh, straight out the front. As it said, like, like the feather is growing straight out of my forehead, like a visor. Yeah. Um, you get very sick because birds are dirty. They are gross. Yes. Yeah, that's true. They're gross. But this one uh, was well cared for. It was. It was his favorite mount, and now they're uh, flying the skies of hell together. <laughs> he has a magical armor, which is obviously huge armor. Um, I said huge. Sometimes I say huge, and is that what size he was? Well, his weapons are gargantuan, um, but I think he was huge. Where is he? Yeah, huge. So he's got a huge magical chain shirt. He's got a uh, gargantuan masterwork battle axe. He has a gargantuan magical longbow, composite longbow, actually. And uh, he also has uh, two potions, a ring, and one of those uh, badges with the image of the rock on it. And those badges are distinct from the cloud engineer badges? Yeah, this is different. Okay. Badge with a rock on it. Well, we we finally got to reach uh, Nestor's desired bow lust. He, he, he <laughs> Skid mentioned he was lusting after a new yeah. bow, but here we are, without access to the very forge that is capable of resizing giant things to our size. What a what a can we situation. can we spellcraft it anyway? Just to see. Sure. Um, you guys want to do a, a nice spellcraft for everything? I rolled a Joe. Oh, Grant, you better roll high. Uh, give me one roll and I'll give I'm you everything just, you score. Yeah, I'm just not good at spellcraft, so we'll see. Joe. <gasps> oh, Joe got a nat one. 17. Okay, I can't tell you about the badge. Uh, I can't tell you. I can tell you there are two potions of Cure Serious. I can tell you the ring is a ring of animal friendship. 
Friendship? Oh. Friendship, eh? Friendship. A ring of animal friendship always bears some sort of animal-like design in its craftsmanship. On command, this ring affects an animal as if the wearer had cast charm animal, causing the animal to regard the wearer as a trusted friend. This one, of course, has an image of a rock on the signia. So maybe... So only animals of that type? It is shockingly unclear (laughs) by the text. Uh, The bow, however, is a plus four (laughs) composite longbow. Uh, uh, What do you have, Nestor? Uh, Old Jolter's a plus one. Oh, well, that's not fair. It's an equivalent plus two, right? Because it has yeah, electricity. Yeah, it, it has electricity. Would you just let him resize the damn bow? It's the end of the fucking campaign. Why don't you guys just fly to Minerals Cathedral and uh, talk to your old friend? Uh, what's her name? What's her name? Farron. Farron. So, bottle cap. <laughs> what you didn't see at home is that Troy, like, fist pump. pumped a fist of, of joy for getting that name right. <laughs> From that name. So, Nestor. He saw this bow in use, and even before getting the results of the spellcraft check, before the spellcasters can tell him exactly what it is, he knows that this thing is powerful just from watching it be wielded. And he kind of like gives a sigh, like, and he reaches behind his back and he pulls out a kukri, like a cold iron kukri. And he lays his right hand across the breastplate of this fallen giant. And he looks up at the others and he smiles with his big, like, tooth missing grin, gives a wink, and he chops off his right hand. (gasps) Jesus. He winces from the pain for a moment and he reaches into his magical quiver and pulls out a metallic looking hand. What? Oh, and it magically grafts onto the stump of his wrist. Oh, 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 oh my god! And we'll see you next week. Oh my god! Oh, my god. <laughs> I need a week to process that wow. shit. Wait, <laughs> my winces? He winces for a little bit. A little bit. Oh. oh, that stings a bit, doesn't it? <laughs> it's gonna wince a little more from Sir Will's lance in his back. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! You're just What's Baron gonna do? Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> no, I mean, I think if anyone's gonna wear a Dwarven Hero's metallic arm, it should be Nestor. <laughs> oh man. Let's do the next one right now! Let's do it right now! Thanks for listening to the Glass Cannon Network. For more podcasts and live streams, visit glasscannonnetwork.com. And for exclusive shows and content you can't find anywhere else, subscribe today at patreon.com slash glasscannon. The Glass Cannon Podcast is a Glass Cannon Network production and is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Giant Slayer is copyright 2015. Giant Slayer and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission. 